Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. It's me, Brandon, and today I wanted to make an episode all about knowing when the right time was or is to increase your rate. Um, I know I've done episodes in the past all about setting your rate and the different circumstances to do with that, um, but this is kind of a follow-up. Um, this episode is really for those who are currently navigating their careers, or if you've ever accepted money for your work, this is an episode for you. So unfortunately for me, and the reason why I'm making this episode is I remember many times early on in my career when I felt like my rate was just too low. It is not a fun feeling to finish a job and get a check and think, damn, that just wasn't worth it, right? I mean, I did dance jobs that would abuse my time and then pay me late. I would feel that situation then, or I'd choreograph competition dances that would end up winning and sometimes winning more money at the competition than the studio paid me to make the dance. And, or I would teach at like summer intensives and would nearly end up just breaking even after paying for travel and not, you know, really doing that math correctly. So all these things are unfortunate and a lot of them are growing pains of just figuring out your worth and logistics of being a dancer, teacher, choreographer, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's important that we don't accept these things as the norm. And we listen to when we're having these thoughts of like, ah, that just wasn't worth it. Or I feel like I didn't get a good deal out of this. Or I feel like um, I didn't respect my own worth, right? So we're listening to these experiences and learning from them as well. But I mean, the real thing that stemmed this for me is I'm about to re-sign my lease. And a lot of people are signing their leases in New York. And it is wild to me how much rent is going up in the city right now. I mean, I have friends whose rent is increasing by $600. Uh, my own rent is increasing by like, I, I think like 300, which is a lot, but you know, not as much as other people, right? I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, and for some reason, dancers are not increasing their rate to survive the demands of what's being asked of us. And I'm like, if New York City rates can increase by 10, 20, 50%, then the our rates need to increase as well, right? Why shouldn't they? If they can raise the rates that quickly and that easily, we should be able to do the same with our own. So this episode is here to provide some insight into when you should consider or reevaluate your rate, right? So I want to jump right into it. The first one is when you're just getting results. Yeah, this one takes some time. And, and that's because you need to do a certain number of jobs to start seeing what those results are. I mean, you won't really know how good you are until months down the line when, you know, your dances are winning a competition or you're really having making successful dances that people are happy with does your skill set get your employer the outcome they're looking for or the reason they hired you right does it even go beyond their expectations that's something to um be aware of like i mean i don't choreograph a lot for dance competitions anymore but when i did my dances did well 
right? And if my dancers are doing well, then that means I have value to this studio. And I know competitions are a whole thing and we have our different opinions and like, does winning really matter? If the, if it's important to the studio that they win, then yeah, that's why they're hiring you. So you create a dance for them to win. If you're, they're hiring you to give your, their dancers like a new experience, you know, whether the dance is good or bad, that's another thing, right? Like, uh, maybe that's a better example for like teaching. Um, when I teach for summer intensives and I get positive feedback and the dancers are having a good time and they're learning something and I can leave and they go, wow, this really changed me or this really, um, opened my eyes to new possibilities. I'm like, that's value right there. My rate just went up, right? Or even as a dancer, like we talked about choreography. Like I think we think about setting our rate and teaching and choreography ways, but you know, if you're dancing for a bunch of different companies or you're getting hired and you're sticking through these jobs and you're proving to be reliable, that means you have a lot of value because there are a lot of dancers who are professionals who don't stick with jobs or they uh, don't, you know, deliver what they promise they're going to deliver. And at this point, I've had enough dance job to show that the quality of my work is good and I feel confident in how I show up right? So are you getting results, right? For yourself, for others, take note of that and know that that's hugely valuable and enough to really increase your rate whenever you want. Um, Number two is when time and resources are limited. And this is something I'm feeling a lot right now. I mean, I'm performing seven shows a week, six days a week. So I have one day off that is sacred to me. And My time to teach and do outside projects is just very limited. I can't just say yes to everything anymore, right? And the things I do say yes to have to have a bigger price tag on them because I only have so much time and energy to share. So now when I go teach somewhere, travel and per diem, that's one thing that needs to be taken care of. But I also need my pay rate to be significant enough to make it worth it, right? Like I won't accept a job that won't pay me more than I'd make from just living my normal day-to-day life. If you want me to travel, if you want me to go out of town, there needs to be enough pull there to get me there, right? And that pull is money, is the rate for me now. And I don't know, maybe this makes me sound picky and exclusive, like, oh, I'm only going to teach if it's this much and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Because for me, that will leave me feeling like I did something within my means that was worth it, right? Or I did something that I was capable of that I bring a lot of value to. And my value was met and compensated correctly, right? And that's how I want to leave every job. I never want to leave a job feeling like, man, I feel like I got cheated when I did it to myself. You know, when you tell people your rate and they go, sure, and then you show up and you do the job and you go, wow, I should have charged more, right? That's information and that's fine, but I don't like being put in that situation because then I start getting resentful. I start looking at that company as like someone who cheated me and that's not the case, right? We have a lot of power in setting our rate, so we need to own up to that. The third one, so not only when time and resources are limited, but When circumstances for the job call for an increased rate. So when circumstances of the job call for an increased rate, do you need to travel a lot? 
Is inflation at a current all-time high? Do you need to take off from other jobs to do the work? Maybe you're working a service industry that's like, you know, paying you enough to survive in a city, but now you're getting a dance job that also is going to pay you, but is it paying you enough that you're not going to go into the hole by taking it? Um, is your rent jumping from 850 a month to 1100 right? There are so many factors that we can connect to justify an increased rate just around us, right? Even if we don't attach our value to it, attach just what the world is saying, right? So my advice is to put in the extra work and do the math to see what the real time commitment is and see what the real factors are. So it might be a two-hour masterclass you're going to go teach in New Jersey, but it takes two hours to get there, two hours to get back on public transportation. I mean, eventually, it's a half-day commitment, right? And for that, it should cost more, not just because travel expenses are a part of your rate, but because you have to give up other jobs in order to do this one job that's far away, even though it's not for enough time. So, I mean, all these things can happen in discussion, right? I can talk to a student and be like, I need to make this much money. Um, how many classes can I teach to do that? Right? That's a great way. Um, this is my rate for the day. So uh, I can teach three classes, see what they say. Let it be a conversation. I feel like sometimes we look at when we set our rate, there's no moving from that. Or if someone gives us a rate, there's no moving from that. But have a discussion. And then in that discussion, as I talked about in past episodes, you have the power to say yes or no. And if you say yes, you have to stick by that and you have to live with that. If you're not comfortable with that, then say no. There's other jobs that may or may not pay you that fee, right? So just look at the circumstances of the job and let that be something that drives your rate and determines if you're going to increase your rate. Uh. The final one I want to give you is just basically when you want it and when you can ask for it. So if you want a rate increase, you can ask for one, right? If you want, but you need to be the one who believes in it the most, right? You need to be able to stand by your rate. There's no exact time. There's no number of jobs. There's no circumstances that need to happen in order for you to raise your rate. Maybe those things help you justify it, but you can raise your rate whenever, every year, every time you do a job, every week. You do you, boo. Like, you can do anything. And I think sometimes we're always waiting for that big thing, that big job to be like, oh, now it's time for a, a rate increase. No, look at, at the, all the progress you've already done. Look at the outcomes you're getting for other people. Look at the... um you know, all of these things, just the time you've spent. If look at what you need in your life, right? All these things can justify, but you need to be the one to be like, no, I believe in this number, right? This is big because if you're asking for more money, you have to be able to back it up for yourself and feel like the number is justified. And then other people will latch onto that confidence as well. You don't, if you don't, sorry, if you don't, then why should, the person who's paying you justify that rate, right? You first, them second. And I think many dancers, many teachers, many choreographers still fight themselves when it comes to asking for what they want, right? And the bottom line is if you can't ask for and get paid what you want, 
you're going to just become resentful of the job itself and probably end up not doing a great job, right? You're going to be like, man, this is below my pay. This is not. So I'm going to give effort that is below what I give, right? And that's not, that's no one's fault, but I think yourself because you said yes, right? You can always say no. You can always find a new avenue um, no matter where you live, right? You can be more selective, but that takes a lot of confidence on your end. So pay attention to what you're bringing to the table. Ask yourself what it's worth and what you want for it and then stand by it. Yeah. I was just talking to my partner and I was like, you know, technically you could say I am going to teach one hour and a half masterclass for a thousand dollars, right? If your time is that precious, if your uh, exclusivity is that high, if you feel like you can deliver a value that's worth $1,000 for these students for a one-hour class, then go for it. Yeah? It might feel crazy to you, and that's fine, and maybe that's not your rate. But my point is you can ask for anything and then see where the chips fall. See where you get yeses. See where people are looking to pick up what you're putting down, right? So hopefully this is good for you all. I mean, I just wanted to create episodes that maybe make you just think, should I increase my rate? Am I feeling these things already? Um, and with that, like, the goal is to just find more sustainability in your career and more happiness as well, right? I know money doesn't buy happiness, but hey, it pays for, it pays for enough to feel happy, you know, every once in a while. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have thoughts or any questions about it, please feel free to reach out on Instagram at it's Brandon Coleman or at Breaking the Wall Podcast. But thank you all again for listening, and I will see you in another episode. Bye, everybody. <laughs>